Programming Notes episodes, the general concept is that you can get an extended summary of episodes if you decide that you'd rather have that than listen to the episodes themselves, as well as some notes about what's going on in the community or how you can be helpful and useful in the community. Programming notes for the week of November 13th, 2022. Starting off with something I'm enjoying, apple cider season is phenomenal. If you get a a chance, grab a warm cup while you listen. So I'm continuing to see good progress in setting up the Data Mesh Community Foundation. If you want to get involved, let me know. Vendors, if you are considering being a sponsor as well, let me know. I'm happy to put you in touch with the people around that. I think this is going to really enable us to do some awesome things, create some good surveys, um, create a lot more great content specifically around the asks of the people in the community. As part of the foundation handover of community stewardship, though, I'm not going away. In fact, you will probably see much more of me because I'm free from doing that. And I don't also, there's this perception in some people's minds, which I think is crazy, but that I speak for the community. I don't. And if I can hand it over, then I can really, really point to that fact that I don't. But we do need additional people outside of myself and the the people that are kind of leading the foundational aspect to step up, lead things like office hours, help run the online meetups, et cetera. So if you want to get involved or have ideas who should get involved, let's do it. Get in touch. I'm just a message away. So what's on tap for this week? On Monday, we have episode 154, How Can Data Marketplaces Help Realize the Most Value from Our Data, which is an interview with Mojgan Tavakolifard. So Mojgan and I discussed one of the hottest topics that has surrounded data mesh as a potential major value lever the external data marketplace and external data sharing agreements. We talk about the risks, the complications, and a lot lot more. Like, do we need blockchain for these kind of external data marketplaces? Time will tell. I'm always skeptical of blockchain. (laughs) On Tuesday, we have episode 155, phase shifting, preparing for data mesh adoption going wide in your org which is Mesh Musings number 35. I've had a few recent episodes where people are entering the second phase of their data mesh implementations, that kind of going wider phase and really starting to look at, instead of just serving specific use cases, serving the, the general internal domain and external domains with the data of uh, a domain in its entirety instead of the use cases. So those episodes, they reflected back on what they wish they had done more of in, in phase one, but you can't only focus on the big long-term picture. So this is some food for thought around those tough choices and how to potentially find your balance. It's not going to give you exact answers, but it hopefully gives you some, some ways to think about this. On uh, Wednesday, we'll have episode 156, which is Jamax Corner number nine, a vision of the data product developer role in data mesh. 
So in this, Shemak shares her thoughts of what the data product developer role looks like or, or how, how she thinks it should. How does it play in the larger domain and organization? How do we set that role up for success in tooling and processes? It's some great insight into what the longer-term developer of your data products might look like. I think it's a little bit different than even I was expecting. So I, I, I learned a lot from it, and I think you will too. Now on to the extended summary for Mojgan's episode. Extended summary for episode 154, how can data marketplaces help realize the most value from our data? An interview with Mojgan Tavakolifard, PhD. So in this episode, I interviewed Mojgan, who's the data and AI lead for the Nordics at Accenture. To be clear, though, she was only representing her own views in this episode. Before we jump in, most of the conversation was about external data marketplaces rather than internal data marketplaces within an organization. It's also important to note that data marketplace technology and implementations are still in relatively early stages. It's quickly evolving and maturing, but when you look at where we need to go and like kind of thinking about applying data mesh concepts to data marketplaces, both internal and external, but especially external, they're just not there yet, right? They're just kind of selling packaged data and it's not really in a uh, in a form that's really going to be really helpful and scalable for data consumers. So I think it's interesting to do to think about that, but I do want to say that most of the things in this episode are about the external marketplaces. So for Mojgun, Data Mesh is a perfect fit with data marketplaces as a data marketplace makes it simple for producers to easily share data in a standardized kind of way, maybe not format, but a standardized, you know, kind of actual way of sharing. And it makes it easy for consumers to easily find and consume data with standardized metadata and access and things like that. Simply put, data marketplaces are the most sensible place and mechanism for sharing data in her view. They significantly lower the barrier to getting access to data and being able to understand data, including how much they can even understand and trust the data, right? So data marketplaces are good for internal data sharing, but even better for being able to monetize your data externally, according to Mojgan. Again, the standardization and clear rules about what is allowable use means a faster time from discovery to value for both data producers and consumers slash purchasers. Data having clear and concise SLAs means consumers can quickly go from discovery to trusting the data, meaning they can quickly leverage that data for their own use. However, major pain points for external data marketplaces are trust and security. For data producers, they must create the trust in their data for others to use it, but there is also potentially a big risk to how data consumers slash purchasers actually use the data producer's data. Is it compliant or legal use? Is it ethical use? Will those data consumers properly protect the data they consume? If not, what is the risk to the data producer? How can we ensure proper behavior? 
whatever that may mean to the data producer, by the data consumer slash purchaser. Mojgan believes blockchain and distributed ledgers might provide a good answer to be able to track compliant usage. Are consumers meeting their contractual terms? Smart contracts are supposedly able to track this. However, ethical concerns are still not addressed in smart contracts, at least in a simple and repeatable way. The ways of doing this are still evolving. And she believes we can't really get to large-scale data marketplaces without something like blockchain. I will note that I am much more skeptical of all this, given that there are few examples I'm aware of where blockchain is really working for trust and security. Can you really track usage in somebody else's systems? You know, Can you really track, once it's gone past their firewall, exactly how they're using it, what they're doing for it? Uh, what about their security capabilities to not have a data breach around data that you sold them? Can we actually track, again, that ethical use, uh, not just compliant use? Is it legal? Another aspect Mojgan mentioned is that data consumers can only use data they purchase in ways allowed by the contract. Sarita Baxt mentioned this when talking about externally purchased data. Data producers want to maximize monetization, so data purchasers have to pay for each individual use case. So data producers do want to track that consumers slash purchasers are actually adhering to the part of the, the contract, right, that says what they can use it for. There are a number of recent examples where data sellers will have wildly different prices for the data in PDF form versus an API. The API probably actually costs less to maintain, but there's a strong correlation between consuming via API and getting a lot of value from the data consumed. I think there was an episode of the Data Engineering Podcast, and they said that often it's it's 4x the price um, for consuming data from an API versus a PDF. When it comes to data consumer tr trust, can they actually trust the data? Mojgan believes we are seeing better ways of tracking data quality all the way up to the source. That independent verification is crucial. If data consumers slash purchasers understand the exact quality dimensions, that typically makes the data immensely more valuable because you know how much you can trust it and what exactly it means and all of that. You know, stolen credit card numbers on the dark web go for pennies because you can't really trust the source, for example. You know, not a great uh, ethical example, but still. Mojgan gave a really interesting example of where data marketplaces can take us. Utilities need to monitor trees and proactively trim them where possible so they don't disrupt power lines or phone lines. But each utility typically does not have a great information set internally about trees and how fast they grow and when to trim, often from a lack of the amount of data to actually be good at this proactive tree trimming, right? They're not in such a wide area where they have such a huge set of data. So utilities are trying to get to a place where they can jointly share information with each other to improve their predictions for where to trim. However, a lack of a standard way to share data is really making it quite difficult to actually achieve the desired results. So how can we learn to quickly share information across organizations without a long and complicated process to do things like design of a standard data model? Could a marketplace help? Or could marketplace technologies help? I think, yeah. Quote, unquote, data ethics is a nightmare. You know, 
even not related to data marketplaces, according to Mojkan. This is not just AI model ethics with bias and the like, but there are often unethical ways of presenting the data. Then, of course, there are many companies collecting and using data unethically. And we don't necessarily always want to remove all bias. Bias can have predictive power. But we need to focus more on the impact of our decisions on the input and output slash impact side with data. And she believes we can use a lot of the guardrails we use around AI to ensure ethics in data marketplaces, at least from a bias standpoint. Mojgan recognized that ethics will always be a bit messy when sharing data outside the organization. One suggestion to prevent ethics issues is to only share the insights instead of the actual data used to generate the insights. Or you can share pseudo-anonymized data as well. But at the end of the day, ethics falls much more on data producers than most expect, especially in a marketplace kind of setting. You have a duty to not sell data that can be misused. For Mojgan, there is too much of a focus on the value generated from data work instead of the actual return on investment. This happened in AI with massive hype, and it's happening more in analytics recently. Everyone needs to be data-driven, right? You need to create a business case and look at what the expected costs will be for data work. We don't really have easy paths to predicting exact value, but we can get better at that and be realistic about expected costs. It's not just about the return. It's about the return on that investment. Some quick tidbits to wrap up on. Knowledge graphs will be crucial to sharing data with or other organizations and internally for Data Mesh. A number of past guests have talked about this as well. And, and it's crucial to see organizations as living, breathing ecosystems. Design your organization and ways of working to be able to adapt, to evolve. 